You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio. Your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angel Rose and Ahanu. You're very welcome back to part four of this four-part series of our interview with 80-year-old Charles Scammerhorn. And we started off in the first section talking about the atomic bomb and then the second section was about how he refused to carry the bomb. And in the third section, we went through the follow-up to him refusing that and how it led to a growth of awareness in him. And then Gail Rose, we've a very interesting section coming up now to conclude all of that where we move from the past where we were talking about all the issues around global globalization, war, terrorism, dropping atomic bombs, growth of consciousness, and now we're coming into the kind of human future. Right, well Charles has an interesting theory on the different stages of human development yes. all the way from infancy up to a sage and beyond. So he's going to talk to us today and about his, um, basically how he views the state of the human up into an enlightened human. And this is interesting when we take into consideration his background, what he had to do, where he came from, and how he is now, you know, a very spiritual, peaceful man. Yes, indeed, yeah, yeah. And those stages of the human evolution that he talks about, it leads on to little bits of discussions about projecting onto others as well as being part of that growth of awareness, as part of that evolution of the human and judgment of others. So it's interesting how coming from that background, it has evolved to uh, a type of vision of the future human. And not all of it we agree with, but certainly it, it poses some questions for consideration, doesn't it? It does. Yes, absolutely. And, and we all need to be very serious right now at this point, I think, about evolving the human species because, you know, I feel we're at this precipice mm -hmm. that if we don't evolve and stop the judgment and stop the condemning and the killing and the hatred and the bigotry and all of that, you know, we're going to be just repeating the past. It's just going to yes. continue like this. So, yeah. so stay with us for Charles's final segment. Final segment. With us. And thanks for listening. Thank you. So, Charles, what's the second development? Yikes. Uh, this, the, these, these are, let's, let's just go on to and say my second development is human, human development. And, and uh, uh, okay. I, I've studied a lot of stuff, tried to figure out things, and I've developed a theory of human development, which on its first pass through seems so absolutely obvious that I'm not saying anything. Okay, it goes like this. Infant, child, adolescent, mm -hmm. adult, mature, sage, and Oahu. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's aurora. I took the word aurora, which is a stuff in the sky, because I want to take something that had an outer outer space infinite projection. Right. And what aurora re refers to is not a sage, but somebody who's gone beyond being a sage okay. and has become a member of the whole universe, the old ten to the twenty second star system of the universe. Right. 
and that's what it's focused. So we're familiar is. with the first few of those stages, yeah. but now I'm familiar with all of them. You're familiar with all, of them. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. you're pushing the boundaries for I, the others. Yeah, but I I may be pushing a boundary in a little bit different way than you are. I don't know. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll see when we get there. But one of the things that that becomes obvious is say uh, you've reached the level of adolescence, which most adults, as I see it, are kind of locked into it. And they do things like uh, begin every sentence with, with I. <laughs> you know, I. Be, you know, because the world's all about them and yes. about them showing off. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess I do some of that too, quite a bit of the time maybe. But, but there, there are these other options you can do. Mm. Okay, now let's say you are doing aff affirmations. Oh, I'm great, I'm powerful, I can do anything I want, I'm strong. I'm going to conquer the world, things like that. Mm -hmm. Well, you can look in the mirror in the morning and do that and feel good about it. And But for a typical person, then they walk away from those affirmations and they, uh, and they kind of, they have, they hit a problem. As inevitably you will, your life is filled with lots of problems and they kind of go into a grump and if things problems are really bad, they get pushed all the way down into defeat. Okay, well that happens to everybody some of the time. Okay, now what I'm aspiring to do in my cultural development that I can tell you to do is when you're feeling really good and high like that, to start working in that same emotional high mood. And that's easy to do, like you can go wash your dishes and sing a happy song, oh, you have nice little dishes, nice and clean, or you can go out and work on your garden, start watering your garden and pulling up weeds and say, oh, you little guys, you're so healthy and strong. But you notice you're projecting over onto them your feelings. And it's an adult thing because then you are producing something of social value for something beyond yourself, for your family, for your, your wife, your children, yourself even, but it's, it's, it's producing something rather than just saying, I am strong, I am beautiful. Instead, you're saying, I'm making beautiful things that will last. I'm making beautiful things that I can right. share with you. Right. You're, you're becoming so a creator. And so. It's an adult. It's an adult thing to be doing. And right. that's why mm -hmm. I call it adult. Mm -hmm. Makes sense, yeah. Okay. It is true. Now, here, here's here's another thing. Say you get into this adult thing, and things things go bad. Even as adult, things will go bad. And uh, maybe you break, you drop a dish because of soap, and it's broken. Well, as an adolescent, you would maybe start screaming and say, "Oh God, that's a why did I do that?" You know. Whereas as an adult, you say, "Oh." This is, uh, this, is, this is broken, where am I gonna get the money to get another one? You might think thoughts like that. Or if it was a really, really super valuable thing, it was your, the, the wedding gift that your grandmother gave to your parents when they were married and it's irreplaceable, you might really go into a few moments of despair. Mm -hmm. Because here she is coming over for dinner tonight and her plate has now been broken. Mm -hmm. What am I going to do? Mm -hmm. You can get really feeling bad about that, even as an adult. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what, what happens is as you go into the funk, as you tend to retreat into a, uh, a shrunken emotional state. 
And in that state, you tend to fall back into something you're familiar with when you fail. So as an adult, you fall back into your adolescent way of coping with bad things. And as an adolescent, you'd fall back into a childish temper tantrum way of coping with that. Right. So what I'm suggesting is, because you now know this process, is that, okay, you fall back on an adolescent thing, but you now know how to get into a positive frame of mind. You get up to your positive frame of mind, and from there you move over into your adult positive frame of mind. Okay. So there's a procedure that's pretty obvious and simple, and you don't have to, you know, do something like, I know people used to, they had, had a screaming room, and they, it was a padded cell, essentially, and they would go into the screaming really? room. Yes, and they would scream bloody murder for till their throat hurt, I guess. <laughs> and then they would come out, and they would have gotten it out. Now, the problem with this is, is that it's practicing a more immature way of coping with your stress. And it's you're like getting good at it. where they where you go in and they give you a big... You know, padded club and you yeah. get to bonk each other. Yeah, they used to do that. Well, the problem <laughs> with it is, that. is you get practiced at that method yeah. of coping with your problem. And what I'm suggesting is a little more... Mature. Mature in that I'm offering you ways to get out of your difficult situation into a more positive one at a lower maturity level. But being up in the more more emotionally way, <laughs> you can move. When you're, when, you're, when you're feeling really good is when you have your options of choosing what you want to do. When you're feeling really bad is when you're hunkered down like this and you have no options mm -hmm. other than to, to grovel. So this offers you a technique for, for growing. Okay. But it, now the nice thing about the theory is I've just described it, which all seems so simple and obvious, is when you, you, can, you see how to go from adolescent to uh, adult because... Adolescent is already where you've got your mental faculties and the rest of that. When you're talking child, it's a little harder to talk about because mm -hmm. uh, you can't verbalize it as well. That's why I like to talk about it from the point of view of an adolescent, because from an adolescent, you can talk about being adult. When you're an adult, you can talk about being mature. The problem with that is, is that most people are not well enough, firmly enough uh, uh, experienced with being adult that they can move into mature. And mature people are not experienced enough with being sages like Jesus or Lao Tzu or, or Buddha or those guys, they don't have enough experience to move into that. Now, with this theory that I've just given you, you can see how you cycle up. And pretty soon they are a sage. Well, so what do you do if you're a sage, you know, Lao Tzu? In general, are there years attached to each of these stages? Like, can you safely say that the child is one to seven or, you know, the adolescent is this age and the adult and so at what stage do you move from maturity into the sage you know the funny thing about that is is we've probably all seen videos of kids that are like six years old that have cancer and they go into a right. one of these cancer hospitals mm -hmm. and you see these little kids just being so mature right. have you seen videos yeah, like seen that those. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i think it isn't totally age-dependent. It, it has a lot to do with orientation, mm -hmm. accepting the reality that you're faced with. You know, here I'm right. six years old. It's sure I'm not going to get to grow up and do all these adult things. But here I am. I'll be damned if I'm going to let it get me down. I'm going to enjoy myself here. I'm going to try and help my mom and dad be happy when they see me. I'm trying to be... I'm going to be a... Uh, 
Oh, a good example. So these are these are sage qualities that you're talking about. Right. Well, they're that, that they're I, mature. Qualities. I would call that mature. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it is true that you know anybody at any age can cycle through various parts of themselves all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, didn't weren't we listening to something the other day, Angel Rose, where somebody was talking about it necessary for all humans to go through the senile stage? We were talking about physical immortality. Physical immortality. To go through the senile stage in order to effectively go back to that childhood because senile in some ways is very, very close to the childishness and that kind of innocence. But that that you would come out the other side of that bringing the child child with you again. Instead of dying. Instead of dying, yes. Right. I have had to cope with that this last couple of weeks. Explain, explain. Becoming senile or becoming yes. a child again? Becoming senile and a child again, kind of. Because I've been, for the last couple of years, going to improv groups and taking improv lessons. And I finally just really had to admit it that I can't cope with the things you need to do to be uh, successful at improv. And here, here's why. You have to remember maybe five things simultaneously. The improv people are, are always say, "Oh, you don't need to do anything. You can just walk in, you know, blind." Explain to us to what situation. is improv. What is that? Improv is uh, usually it's on stage. Doesn't have to be on stage, uh, but where people are confronted with some kind of problem, and they work it out instantly. Spontaneously. Spontaneous. So it's improvisation yes. on the spot. Yes. On the spot to to fill up, and and you'll be given a character like. Instead of being an adult male, you're you're a, a three-year-old Chinese mm-hmm. girl. Oh, I see. So you well, act. So it's acting out as yeah, well as the same. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And your your name is Szechuan, and hers is Benjamin, <laughs> and his is to be. And and you have to step into those characters. You step yes. into the character. And here's the problem. You have like to fun. remember your character. You got to face the audience. You got to keep your hands out there doing something. Yeah. You should. Uh, I gotta remember your name and your name and your name. What was the Szechuan and Benjuan and doorknob? <laughs> well, anyway, the problem for an eighty-one-year-old is that uh, when I'm thinking about one thing, the the other alternate things are not as readily available as they used to be, and it becomes a real problem, right? Because I'm I'm talking to Benjuan over here about Szechuan, and uh, and I forget your name because I'm talking to her and doing all this stuff mm-hmm. over here, and then I oh yeah now you don't if, compute as quickly. It isn't just as quickly. It's that me- that short term memory. It just mm-hmm. isn't there, mm-hmm. and be- and I can still think fairly rationally as long as I'm staying focused on a given thing. But as soon as I got five or yeah. 10 things going on, yeah. and the other day it was kind of funny because uh, I mentioned that I was having these memory problems and our leader um, said, oh, well, I have trouble with memory too. And then she started talking. I said, well, what did these last seven people say we were doing this little thing? And she went down the thing and she remembered every one of them, what they had said, and you know how it all played together 
But is that because she was using some kind of memory triggers, memory exercises in order to... Well, maybe some she's of used to it. But yeah. She is used to it. She's done a lot of it. But I, I, there's something going on in your mind that allows you to have that kind of short-term memory that she had. I, I could, with effort, I could start remembering. And as she described it, I could remember it. But as far as uh, me doing it, it just wasn't there. I remember I we just, went to the school. And to the, I just had to acknowledge that. Right. When I went to the School of Metaphysics years ago, one of the training exercises was that you had to remember every single event that happened within three days. In other words, if it was the third day, you had to start it on the third day and remember backwards mm. all the way to the second day to the first day mm. and every detail. And it was a practice that they had us do. Yeah. And that, that did, you know improve your memory you just actually got skilled at oh yeah you kind of could recall events much faster the more you did that so that, that was a valuable thing to do but that is yeah. in long-term memory the things i'm talking about is sure. instant yeah memory. instant yeah. yeah so do you see that as one of these stages that you're talking about these stages of growth towards adolescent and adult and child um, maturity and sage and all of that is is that what is that one of them or is that a failing of being in one of them well we well, yeah we you were talking about becoming senile and moving yeah. through senility that's that's brain rot that's adult brain rot that's yeah. still in the adult phase right that's well, not it can happen to anybody you can have brain rot at any like a bullet goes through your head and you yeah right. brain rot <laughs> Jeez. that's a gross term isn't it <laughs> what, brings up rot? this visual charles brain, brain rot? rot yeah 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 well have you seen some of these well, no no that's okay. Some videos, some pictures. And the, the this move towards the sage qualities, yeah, or that enhanced final quality. What did you call it? Ahanu. Awahu. Awahu. Well, it's like aurora. Aurora. But yeah. I misspell it and begin it with an O rather than an A. Okay, so it's intentionally misspelled that way. Sure. Aurora. Is it in the within the realms of possibility for all humans to arrive at that point in, a, in the lifetime in general as we know it. Let, let, let's say, let's limit all humans to at least average uh, intelligence, average sociability, you know, not, not having some major flaw, you know, just the normal mm -hmm. uh, human being. Let's go to the I think yes, mm -hmm. average person. Let's go to the, a little bit of a description about the, the sage level and then the aurora <laughs> level oh yeah yeah if you could give us so because we kind of left with the adult yes well the aurora level uh it's doubling back to the the second thing i was going to talk about a while ago it's computers run out to their limit okay now we've only had computers run for 50 years but already i can talk to this thing mm -hmm. and it can answer me back and mm -hmm. If I ask, ask the right questions, it will talk to me for a whole paragraph about what it is I asked. That's pretty astonishing. Yeah, uh, That's kind of scary. Well, for me anyway. It is. It is for all of us. But but it it's happening, and as soon as we get to the point where uh, the the other aspects of reality, the CRISPR can take a, a cell and make a little cell and teach this little cell, and they've actually done this now already, to make a transistor. I think there was one comp component of a transistor that they were making. 
Okay, you just, oh, now we got this cute little amoeba. He can make a transistor. Uh-oh. Well, what if this one yeah, over here can, can make a resistor? I already and feel replaced. That one over there can make a CPU, and this one over here can, well, it can't make any of those things. Oh, but it knows how to pull these all together. Okay, well, that isn't that far off. I think it's, this, trans, this little transistor was just the beginning. Um, it may turn out that, well, it seems almost inevitable that it can be done because life does it. Mm -hmm. Yes. We do it. Now, did you detect the little resistance that Angie Rose showed there? And, and you oh. too, you know, when you're saying, wow, that's kind of scary. Just even to think about that for a second is scary. Scary if it's used in the wrong way, but maybe exciting you see, I'm if it enhances wondering. the capability of the, the human. I'm just wondering. Okay. I'll avoid words like brain rot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> here's where I'm going with this, because I think in a way there's a possibility of us going full circle to the development of the atom bomb in a way, because if from it was from that same thinking that that arose. Oh, what if it happens if we could do this, and how, what would happen if we could split the atom, and what could happen if you know? So you're talking about more or less the same kind of inquiring mind. That, it all comes down to the purpose. Yeah, but is there a danger though that yeah. that same technology that okay. you're talking about could be used for here, malicious purpose? Yes. Here's, here's the way it happened. We had all these scientists here, and then somebody said, did you know that Heisenberg and those Germans are making an atomic bomb? You know, we, their energy is there, we think. We think it's there. If they do it and they get it first, we're all goners. Right. So we better hurry up. So the so same we, thing with, with this uh, sage mentality that you're talking about now, though, that we would use this brain capacity and this way of thinking and this technology to actually control others. But I wouldn't call call that a sage mentality. I mean, sage mentality to me means wiser, more you're advanced. Off, you're off camera. Yeah, okay. Wiser, <laughs> wiser and more advanced. Yeah. That's what a sage means to me. It doesn't mean somebody who would take that knowledge and destroy with it. I agree know? 100% on that. Because you're talking about moving but up we... the evolutionary scale, not, right. not down. But what, what I proposed in my little theory of human maturity there is a way of getting there. I think if, mm. I think if everybody was up to a mature level, we'd be just fine. Yeah, they were. They're not, though. Yeah. Yeah. Most but, people are stuck in adolescence somewhere. Or less. Yeah. yeah. Or childish. You see a lot of childish people. And it isn't just in adolescence. You see a lot of people stuck in adolescent fear mode. That's mm, true. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of. Yeah, we're not even having a good time. Is that <laughs> None of us have really when, know when, how to play, really, still. When, when you see somebody that has uh, gotten into a, an inflexible frame of mind, mm -hmm. this is the way it is, that's the way it is, mm -hmm. those are the enemies, those are the good guys, yeah. all that. that that's uh, operating out of adolescent. Uh, and and religions absolutely. do that with dogma too, saying this is the only belief system and ours mm -hmm. is the right belief yeah. system. And, and let more kill you if you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't want to be saved, we'll just murder you. <laughs> yeah. So the big question now remains, does anybody have to do anything to grow into this kind of awareness that you're talking about, these, these levels of growth? Yeah, you have to choose. Well, well, well I'm asking Charles from the point of view that do you foresee that this kind of maturity is a, a school or a learning or is it just a natural progression of the human condition? 
I think it's a natural condition if you've given the opportunity. Okay. But most are not given the opportunity. Most right. are given challenges that are beyond their ability to cope. And so they yeah. freeze in where they they know they can function. Yes. But how could we help those kinds of people? And this question now is coming simply from the point of view that when we were in Ireland a few years ago, they released some statistics that uh, the suicide rate in Ireland was gone off the charts. And it seemed to be only in Ireland at the time. And that was puzzling. It was very puzzling. But since we've discovered that the United States actually were withholding statistics, which showed exactly the same trend. So it seems that lately, you know, that trend has just gone off the charts too in the United States. So my question is around how do we help those people to become aware of this potential growth to cope with cope with life effectively cope with, brain cope highways with changes yeah yeah i always tell say brain highways don't i you do yeah this is a real problem and that's a real problem within the groups that i, I associate mm-hmm. with uh, I've had two people I knew moderately well commit suicide this last year. Yes. Uh, one was a, a public speaker who was extremely popular and well-received yeah. here in Bend and had literally hundreds of people who knew her and respected her, yeah. and she committed suicide. Well, in her particular case... Uh, she'd had a hideous childhood. So from the ACE Adverse Childhood Experiences test, uh, she was kind of on the track for that kind of life from the beginning. But what happened to her was when she was, let's say, age 13, where people say something like, I'm not going to let this get me down. I'm going to be positive no matter what. Well, she locked in on that. Mm -hmm. And she was absolutely positive no matter what, Mm -hmm. except when she wasn't. But um, but the the other person uh, was a was a guy, and he had had a close friend who broke his broke his neck, and was quadru- going to be quadriplegic and elected to die. Right. And here in Oregon, you're allowed to do that if you're in a hopeless situation. Well, I think that really bothered my friend a lot. Yeah. And then uh, he just decided a month before he was going to set a date. He didn't tell anybody about it. He was friendly and cheerful. I could show you videos of him, the friendliest guy you'd ever want to meet. And didn't seem to have any serious problem. He was having a little bit of economic problem, but you know, that's no no reason. Gosh. Everybody's having economic problems. Yeah. I think you don't know what sets somebody off though. I mean, so many people too, just all of a sudden one day, they seem to be having Yes. A great life, and all of a sudden one day they just take themselves out. I, I could read you a two-page letter he sent to me apologizing for doing it. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. You know, we started off this series speaking with Charles Scammonhorn, and it was quite heavy. We were talking about the Second World War, the atomic bomb, all that kind of thing. And we've, you know, we raised it to fantastic heights in terms of the human potential and all of that. And I don't want to end... The, the session on a negative when we speak about suicide either. 
But I do want to say also, we've had people say to us from time to time, oh, don't use that word, you know, commit suicide. That's not politically correct. I don't know what is the politically correct word. So, you know, forgive us if that offends some people. It's not our intention. Uh, we're, we're aware that this is going on and we would certainly be desirous of resolving this kind of despair for people. And hopefully what Charles has talked about there, the stages of the evolution, stages of development of man might go some way towards raising the bar for everybody and helping everybody and hopefully we won't see it things end in a, a world war or nuclear annihilation hmm. but you know I'm going to finish on this though and we do have to bring things to a close Angel Rose raised something very interesting with me this, on our way over here to speak to you Charles and she said I wonder what is the future of uh, nuclear nuclear or what even does nuclear mean and it struck me it struck me very strongly when you listen closely to the sound of the word, not what it means to us as children, you know, learning about atomic energy, you know, the sound of new clear sounds like new clear energy, mm -hmm. new clear clean energy. Oh, it sounds right? nice. Yeah, doesn't it? And all it takes is just that shift in pronunciation. Shift in pronunciation. Yeah. And and I have to say I found that very appealing. It gave me a whole new possibility for nuclear How energy. could it be that I've been associated with this all my life and I've never heard it pronounced that Do way? You no, know, I didn't either. Nuclear energy. Yes. But this again goes down to <laughs> what it's used for. Yes. Okay, because if, if that type of an energy, for it to be nuclear, Yes. Okay, it's obviously not used for just to destroy humanity. That's right. Okay. That's right. The same thing with any technology mm -hmm. or any energy mm -hmm. that's available. Well, the truth is, is we don't really know the unlimited power of this universe. That's right. Okay. Obviously, if we look at creation and we know yes. something quite powerful is happening. But okay? I imagine it would be of the order of new, clear, yeah, yes. as opposed to, yeah, we, you know, what old, we, dirty stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what we decided is, yeah. is we were going we would go into the records at some point and ask source its the definition yes. of that word because yes. it would be real interesting. It would be interesting to see yeah. what comes out of that. But yes, it's a whole new perception. So, let me just say it's kind of like radiation. When somebody explained to us, that's right. That radiation, all radiation is, is an energy that's um, vibrating at a much higher frequency than the human cell. That's is right. able for but if you were developed in a way there's times when radiation helps people yes. helps them mutate and move in a better yes. direction and sometimes where it destroys so you know i think we need to kind of leave with this perception where the word itself and what it is isn't necessarily how it's used yes yeah and it's how it's used that really determines yeah you know, what happens to our planet in the future yes. and what we do with what we have available to us. Yes. So, anyway, we would hope that the consciousness would keep maturing, as Charles says, because it is true that if you have people who are mostly stuck at the adolescent stage in their development, in their adulthood, we're always going to be seeing children, okay, use power to destroy. Yeah. And so we are acknowledging that the human has to mature. Mm -hmm. And all of us can look at those phases in ourselves. I mean, mm -hmm. when you go into fear, you know, uh, when we do the um, <coughs> quantum jumping classes, you know, there's a thing in the papers we hand out where we talk about the different states of consciousness, alpha, beta, gamma. And they were saying how the reason we don't use 
more of our brain is because we're using it all up for emotional reactions. That's okay, and if you weren't reactive in that way all the time, you'd have more of your brain energy available for higher states of awareness. Yes. So it makes the point. Well, that's a beautiful note on which to finish. Yeah. Charles, would you just give us a, a one sentence, uh, <laughs> a, a quick close, because uh, for yeah. me, it's been an absolutely wonderful discussion that we've had. And how to get to your blog and how people can yeah. take a look well, at what you're posting. Well, my online name is Probaway, P-R-O-B-A-W-A-Y. That's all you need to Google search me. Okay. Um, and what? Just give bring us to a conclusion in terms of, you know, your. Do you have anything to say? Okay. In other words, yeah. To end. I would like to end on a, hope. No, not a hopeful. I don't like the word hope. Uh, it leads to too many distractions. Uh, I would like to end in. With the idea that it is possible, for humanity. To. Yikes become gods to become gods we have a route to do that uh, when we talk about developing the maturity yeah. you know infant child adolescent adult yes mature sage and wow. <laughs> uh, all of us can do that yeah any I think any normal human being can go through all of those stages, but we need, at this moment, a little bit of help and guidance to, to show you how to do that. Yeah. It's, and it's, in, it's when you're in your emotionally positive frame as a, as a baby crawling along, hey, look, I can crawl, and you're looking mm -hmm. around, and then you do things, and then you stand up and do things. It's when you're a child, you know, having all the problems a child have, you know, that they can look and say, oh, I don't have to be doing this. I can think of myself as strong and positive, you know, like an adolescent. And if you can get to that positive emotional state, you can move on to uh, being an adult, doing worthwhile, productive things. And then as you become a mature person, you can do productive, helpful, warm things for the whole, for your family and your community. And when you become a sage, mm -hmm. you can figure out ways for all humanity to progress, to be better for all things. And when you become an aurora, I don't know, because I'm not there. Well, we'll aspire <laughs> to that. We'll aspire to that. Yeah. But it, it would be a godlike state to be able to get there. It would indeed. Yeah. And it, he is right. It is the potential of every human. And indeed, at this stage, it's necessary to, yes, to yes, progress yes, yes. that way. Yeah. Okay, that has been a wonderful conversation. We thank you, Charles Gamhorn. Probe away, search for that on Google, and you will find his blog very much worthwhile to read. And Angel Rose, thank you for, for your input and participation. Yeah. We, we have something new and surprising again for you next week. Until then, from myself, Ahanu, and Angel Rose, blessings. You have been listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu on World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world.